Hello, and welcome back to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the passion, vision, and unique talents of Pennsylvania's entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives. Special thanks to today's sponsor, APPI Energy, a Pennsylvania Chamber preferred provider delivering data-driven procurement and consulting solutions that help businesses reduce and manage electricity and natural gas supply costs. And now, here's Lori Rennie. Welcome back to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast. Please join me in welcoming Wilfred Muskins, President and CEO of Stevens and Lee Griffin International to our studio. Stevens and Lee Griffin International LLC assists companies in capitalizing on the wide range of opportunities available to expand into global markets. Focused on import export assistance, international trade and investment, Stevens and Lee Griffin International works with US and foreign companies and other entities with global aspirations to formulate strategies and make connections that will contribute to their long-term growth and success Thanks for joining us today, Wilfred. Thank you, Lori. Pleasure being here. Great having you. So you have an extensive background in international business development. Tell our audience what you did in your former career before you came to Stevens and Lee Griffin International. Sure, I'll try to keep this, this as short as possible. <laughs> you, I, uh, you have a long, uh, <laughs> a, a long bio. I moved in '99. I moved from Europe to uh, to, to Pennsylvania. I was hired by the uh, by the Commonwealth uh, to work for the Governor's Action Team specifically to work on international business uh, projects. Governor Ridge, who was governor at the time, and his secretary, Sam McCullough, for DCD, wanted to attract more foreign investment to Pennsylvania, and they wanted to hire somebody who had done that before, and that's the kind of work I was doing before in Europe in my, in my former career. So it was, it was a you know, great match at the time. I was lucky to meet the right people at the right time, including some people at the Pennsylvania Chamber uh, who helped me uh, get my job offer, uh, and I. I moved here from uh, France at the time. I lived in France for a number of years, although I'm from the Netherlands originally. And I was uh, I was lucky enough to uh, get a visa and be able to start working here in this, uh, December 99. Yeah, that was an interesting story you and I just talked about on the way into the building about how the chamber helped you in getting that job. But your chairman, who is uh, at Stevens & Lee, is the Honorable Sam McCullough. So he also knows just a little bit about business development, would you say? Oh, he knows much, much more than I do. Yeah, he's been in, uh, in business development his whole life as a banker primarily. I think more than 40 years in the banking world as a chairman of several banks. Uh, but he, was, he became secret, uh, Secretary of Commerce originally under mm -hmm. Governor Tom Ridge. Uh, and he was the one in charge of merging the two departments at the time. Community development and economic development were separate. He had to merge those into one single department that became DCED at the time. He also was instrumental in creating Team Pennsylvania, the Team Pennsylvania Foundation, which became a major component of Governor Ridge's global outreach strategy. Which explains a lot about kind of how Stevens and Lee came to be and, and your work with them. But Stevens and Lee Griffin is mostly known as a law firm and investment bank. So what prompted you to start this division? Well, I, I, again, uh, our chairman and CEO uh, of, of, of our platform, Stevens and Lee Griffin, had a vision. Uh, I think a vision was pretty unique in terms of bringing together different aspects of the company, the legal aspects within the law firm, the investment banking aspects, mm -hmm. and five other different companies that are all under the platform, including insurance products and government relations and other things. 
so when we met um, in, in uh, 2015, I think it was, uh, we talked about how can we bring more opportunities to their existing clients right. in terms of international business and also bring more clients into the firm that have an interest in international business. He, I think he had the vision of seeing, you know, there's no resources out there right now in the private sector to really help companies go overseas and help them open up new export markets, apart from government resources, and we can talk about it maybe later, but there right. are existing government resources, but the private sector needs to step up because we need to export more. We need to get more companies involved in going global and creating jobs here in Pennsylvania. And that's where you come in, right, Wilfred? So <laughs> tell us some of the key factors a company must consider when they're thinking about taking their products global. Well, first, I think for any company, whether it's a small, medium, or large company, uh, but probably we mostly deal with the medium-sized companies, mm -hmm. they need um, a commitment. First of all, a commitment from the top, right? That's the same for pretty much any type of strategic decision. Company needs to be committed in terms of resources, having a person designated as the international sales or export manager, and then have a strategy in developing specific markets. So they need help, right? Most companies don't know they can export to 200 countries, theoretically. So they need some help in defining the best markets for their product. And there are lots of resources out there that can help with that. Even on the web, you know, you can have federal resources, state resources. Many of them are free and are, are fairly detailed. So that first step uh, is relatively easy in terms of looking through information. It takes time, but right. but then once you want to take the next step, you need help. You need help somebody on the ground who can help you make a successful sale. So we have set up a program with support from the Pennsylvania Chamber. We call it the International Trade Assistance Partnership Program, which we created specifically to help Pennsylvania companies that need assistance on the ground in markets right. like Brazil, like China, like Japan, and many others. Um, not just giving them information, but it's more individual transactions. We help them go in front of potential clients. You have the boots on the ground there, boots too. Boots on the ground, yeah. So we, we contracted with, we now have 20, uh, 20 countries we cover wow. uh, through a number of contractors overseas. Uh, and we picked the markets where the state of Pennsylvania does not have trade representation anymore in most cases. So those are markets where uh, companies used to have access to free government services. Those government services have been terminated for budget reasons primarily. Uh, but there's still demands. There's still companies out here that want to go to Brazil that right. need help on the ground. Brazil is a difficult market to enter. Uh, Japan, you know, Japan is a huge export market for Pennsylvania. The state doesn't have a trade office there. Um, and France, Spain, and Europe, um, Africa, West Africa, those are some markets where we have contractors now that are experienced business people. They have their own businesses. They have experience in helping companies do business and export to those specific markets. So we can provide that assistance now through our, uh, through our program. Companies can sign up for it, uh, typically for a year. They pay a small monthly fee. And what's interesting about our program is that it's based on a success fee, primarily. Right. So uh, companies can sign up uh, for, for relatively low cost but they will pay us once they make money, right? We want to make sure they make that sale. They, they sell a half a million dollars of Pennsylvania-made equipment in Brazil, or they sell products in, in China or in, in Nigeria to, or France, and then we will get a percentage of their export sale. So we work as you know, really as a representative for the company with the purpose of jointly making that sale and making money together. It's right, so you, you have a direct investment in their success. Yeah. Obviously, Absolutely. that's your goal. Now, you know, 
thinking about all this could be very daunting for a company. And like you said, that how do I get started part might be a little bit, you know, might be kind of easy. But then after that, there's all this other Mm -hmm. business that they need to go through. Tell us some of the key factors and common misperceptions of international business and trade. What are some of the Um, misconceptions that companies might have in doing business internationally? I have to go mostly back to my experience when I was Deputy Secretary for International Business Development for the state. That's when I dealt with the promotion of of free government services to companies. And when you talk about free services, you would think it's really easy, right, to sell that. (laughs) Right. But it was actually not that easy because finding companies that are willing to make that commitment and, and really realize that exporting is, is is possible, that their product or their service can be attractive and can be competitive in certain foreign markets. Companies typically don't think about it until the moment that the domestic market becomes problematic and they lose market share domestically. Mm-hmm. Companies then, in a lot of cases, start looking at other countries. But sometimes that's too late. You want, you want to have a strategy that allows you to diversify your markets as early on as possible as a company, whether it's to the NAFTA countries, Mexico and Canada, that's kind of the, the easy step for first. Right. And then maybe Western Europe, maybe South America, you know, there's a couple of markets that are rel- relatively easy compared to others. And we can provide assistance in those markets and companies just, they, they, they just need to realize, and I think based on the information we give them that there is a possibility for them to sell overseas in almost every company. <laughs> And, right. But they can't sell anywhere. They're not competitive everywhere. So Fantastic. we have to help them go to the right market. Such yeah. a such a great opportunity for that company's expansion. And, you know, the opportunity for international business development, it's growing. Talk to our listeners about some of those markets. Again, you've mentioned yeah. a few of them that are really ripe right now for international trade. Yeah. it's uh, If you look at Pennsylvania's exports specifically, traditionally our big markets have been you know, Canada, by far the largest, and mm-hmm. will continue to be the largest, I think, for a very long time. Mexico and China, second, third position, depending on the year. And then you have a variety of other countries, including Japan, including France, including the Netherlands, for example. Small country, but a big market for Pennsylvania products and services. So what we've tried to do is find a combination of markets that are large, maybe at a lower growth rate, but they're already existing and large established markets like Japan, maybe a good mm-hmm. example, or France even. And then there's markets that are maybe more difficult to access because there's more regulations or more uh, obstacles for companies to export. And Brazil has, has the reputation, and and rightfully so, is, is a difficult market to export. So you really need help somebody on the ground like we have in Sao Paulo. To mitigate those steps, yeah. Yeah, in Nigeria, you know, also people hear, hear about Nigeria and get fearful because it has a bad reputation, but there is real business to be found there. And a lot of companies from China or from Europe are successful there and get paid, which is important. So we have a person in in Nigeria who helps uh, our companies, our clients there. Um, And and you need a person who you can trust in in countries like that, who, who who has experience but has the right connections and is able to make sure you get paid as a company. We, we don't want our clients to be in a situation where they get a market or they get a sale, but are, in the end will not get paid. Um, so uh, we have this joint interest of making sure that exports are going to increase for those individual companies in Pennsylvania. And, and of course, because it's incentive-based, I think we're all in it together, right, right. as a team. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And that's what I think is one of the powerful 
positive you know attributes of the whole program is that you're in it to win it with that with that business client and really it's a great opportunity for small to mid-sized companies too correct absolutely you know when i worked for the state and even now since about two years since i joined stevens and lee griffin um, most of our clients especially in the trade side have been small and medium-sized companies our focus for the whole the whole firm um, is, is really mid-market companies on the investment bank side and the legal right. side. So a lot of those clients are already exporters um, so, and, and also Pennsylvania Chamber members right. in a lot of cases. But there's smaller companies that, that need help all across Pennsylvania um, that, that sometimes used to have access to government services. They don't have that anymore in, in those markets. So we, we're there to help them. But even if there are government services available, and that's the case, for example, through the U.S. Uh, commercial service, right. you know, they can provide services to companies all over the world. But again, it's a government program. It has great qualities, very high quality people that, that work for them, but it's not incentive based. I think the difference we have is we're really going to help the company work as a partnership. Right. That's why it's called an international trade partnership program. Now, we work with the company hand in hand with support from the Pennsylvania Chamber in terms of marketing it. To, to, to potential clients absolutely, to make companies successful without a big investment up front. I think that's, right. that's the key. Even small companies, you don't need a big budget to participate in our program. Yeah, for, you know, say a couple of hundred dollars a, a month almost, you know, depending on the size and, and what you need, but you can participate in the program. In, and then the returns market. on the back end can be, yeah. can be huge. Absolutely. Plus, yeah. you're going to help Pennsylvania business make an impact on the global economy through this program. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think a lot of people, including when I was at the state and now in the private sector, I think we see a lot of people don't realize how important international trade is already for Pennsylvania. We right. are already part of a global economy. We're the 20, I'm not sure the number anymore, 27th largest, I think, economy in the world wow. as a state. As a state? And, yeah, just as a, if we were a country, we're, you know, 27th in, in, in the world. Plus, if you look at the percentage of our, of our gross state product, how important are exports for Pennsylvania? It used to be about 4% maybe 10 years ago. I think it's now about 7%. But just over the last decade, you see how exports have grown as, as, a, as a gross state product for Pennsylvania, as part of the gross state product, plus the jobs. If you look at how many jobs in Pennsylvania are directly and indirectly dependent on trade, your estimates are around 20%. 20% of all jobs, manufacturing and service are directly connected to international trade, whether it's importing, exporting, logistics, manufacturing, and companies that don't even realize they're exporting because they sell to a local company or a local client in Pennsylvania. Well, the, the Pennsylvania client may be a global company. Right. Either they're foreign-owned, they may be a French company or a Japanese company or a German company, or they're a company that already exports to other markets. And that product that's made by this small company in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, or wow. Tawanda, Pennsylvania, uh, goes into a, a larger piece that goes to Saudi Arabia or to China or to South Africa. And companies don't realize necessarily that they're part of a global economy and that their product ends up in, in, in a foreign country. That's just so well, amazing to think about. And it really goes back to what, you know, the essence of the Pennsylvania Chamber as well as the essence of what you're trying to do is. And that's, again, to keep a robust economy, keep the absolutely. job market growing 
And again, just get that footprint with the global economy. And it's just impressive to see where Pennsylvania lies with that. Wilfred, mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing this tremendous opportunity for businesses to go global. And of course, for your membership. Oh, we always want to thank you for that. And speaking of membership, as Wilfred uh, mentioned earlier, Pennsylvania Chamber members can save on trade support and growing export markets through the ITAP program with Stevens and Lee Griffin International. And you can find that program on our website under our preferred provider section. And if you have questions for uh, Wilfred or if you would like more information on Stevens and Lee Griffin International, visit slginternational.com or contact Wilfred at whm at slginternational.com. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lori. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out more about us and our members on our website at pachamber.org. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2018.